0: Tennessee Titans talk Super Bowls on Sunday. Richard, how are you? Hey Nathan, what's going on? For me, where this run for the 49ers started was three years ago. And I gotta say, my perception of the duo of John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, I really respected Kyle Shanahan as, a, as the offensive coordinator for the Falcons and all of his experience in the NFL. But I thought it was a, a kind of a precarious hire to bring a guy who had no front office experience. And here we are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your perception of that hire three years ago?
1: Well, I felt the owner, Jed York, had to blow it up because hiring Chip Kelly was a disaster. And obviously, Trent Baalke, the GM before John Lynch, was also a disaster. But this this 49ers love I've had has gone on ever since I was a kid. I, mean, I was spoiled. It's been feast or famine. But from 1982 to 1998, the 49ers have been just a dominant power, winning five Super Bowls, Hall of Famers all across the board. And then they had some lean years. The 49ers had had some okay years with Jeff Garcia and Terrell Owens. And then when I got out of college, it's, it's just been terrible. Going through coaches, Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary. The hiring of Jim Harbaugh, I liked. It was great. I knew it wasn't sustainable because he could not get along with Trent Balky. They did have a talented team, but they just didn't have the quarterback. I actually jumped on the bandwagon with Colin Kaepernick. And then, you know, they just fell off a cliff. And then they hired a guy named Jim Tom Sula, which was their defensive line coach. That was a disaster. After firing him, they hired Chip Kelly. But I gotta say, Nathan, I was pretty optimistic about the hiring of Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. As Shanahan was offered the job the day after the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, he is known for blowing that 28 to three lead, and it's like it's it's gonna haunt him for the rest of his career. That's something that I knew he was a great play caller. The 49ers offense has always stumbled, even when they had Jim Harbaugh. Greg Roman was kind of a mediocre offensive coordinator. They just weren't the type of team that was making big plays. Well, let me tell you something. They hit a home run with this hire, this, this combo, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. It didn't start out all that great in the 2017 draft. They picked Solomon Thomas. You know, he's still on the team, but you got the third overall player, and he's just a situational guy. And then they, they drafted Reuben Foster in that draft as well. And obviously, he's he's off the team as well, had some had some problems. It, the good thing is they're bringing guys in that don't have any issues, no off-the-field incidents. But, of, of course, in that 2017 draft, they did draft George Kittle. So what a great pickup. In the fifth round, they got a steal. But what they really it, – it was a blessing in disguise, and Jimmy Garoppolo did say that. First of all, getting Jimmy Garoppolo completely turned this thing around. You know, because Kyle Shanahan started out 0-9 in his first season in 2017, picking up Brian Hoyer. You know, they they parted ways from Colin Kaepernick, and then they he wanted to get Kirk Cousins. But he ended up getting Jimmy Garoppolo in a steal of a trade. The Patriots traded Jimmy Garoppolo to the 49ers, and all the 49ers had to give up was a second-round draft pick.
0: I I see the turning point for the San Francisco 49ers. Last year, they had the second overall pick. And, of course, Jimmy Garoppolo was injured last season, but obviously their success is heavily contingent on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just think the play of Nick Bosa this year, it just underscores we know in the NFL, quarterback play and pass rush are the two most important things in this game. That's the major two turning points. But let's go back to that trade. I think the perception among the typical, like nationally for the NFL fan is, as weird as it sounds, Bill Belichick wanted to put Jimmy Garoppolo in a good position. That's why he didn't send him to Cleveland. Bill Belichick's opinion of Kyle Shanahan was he would bring out the best in, in Jimmy Garoppolo, and we've seen that, right?
1: Absolutely. Bill Belichick, he liked Jimmy Garoppolo. He actually wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. But the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, was a Brady guy. And, you know, Brady could still play, but Jimmy Garoppolo was ready to take on the starting role as well because you saw in that season when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, Brady was suspended for four games for Deflate Gate. Jimmy Garoppolo came in. It was a Sunday night game against the Arizona Cardinals. He was playing like a veteran. The Patriots had a great quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, but it was a good move for, for him to flourish and go to the Niners and work under Kyle Shanahan. And I got to tell you, Nathan, that this is going to be a great quarterback coach pair for a long time to come. You see great ones in this league. You got Sean Payton and Drew Brees. You got Belichick and Brady. This thing is is going to be sustainable. I don't think this is going to be a one-time thing for the 49ers. I think that they'll be competing for the NFC for years to come. I don't think they'll make it to the Super Bowl all the time. I mean, because you got great teams in the NFC. You know the Saints are going to be back next year. You know, the, the Green Bay with Matt LaFleur, they're going to be back. And I really think a team that's going to turn it around next year is uh, the local team here in Georgia, the Atlanta Falcons, because they're going to get some players back. And, and Matt Ryan is going to flourish once he gets a healthy offensive line and, and some weapons back.
0: Uh, you're a California native living in Georgia now. You talked about the long-term sort of potential, Jimmy Garoppolo and this young core, both of these teams, team to. Have have really optimistic futures, and uh, I'll add to the, to the list that you gave of quarterback coach combos. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Compare these two teams and their futures. You you obviously like San Francisco's future, but let's just talk a little bit about their core beyond a good young head coach and a good young quarterback, kind of moving forward. Who who do you think are the key pieces for sustained success for San Francisco and for Kansas City?
1: Well, the 49ers have outstanding uh, defensive players that are still on a rookie contract. Let's not forget, they have not only Nick Bosa, but on the rookie side of the ball, they have Dre Greenlaw, and they also have Emmanuel Mosley, who has stepped up on the other side of the corner for Richard Sherman. They do have some veteran play, like Quan Alexander, the linebacker, and uh, not, not to forget about Fred Warner. I, I think he's going to be the unsung hero in the Super Bowl. A lot of people are forgetting about how great Fred Warner is. And it feels great that, that the 49ers are able to get a middle linebacker, like in the in the old days with, uh well, not in the old days, but with Jim Harbaugh when they had Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. And, and I think that stout defense is back for for the 49ers. Uh, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, what can you say? Patrick Mahomes is a star. I mean, he could do it all. He could throw the ball left-handed. He could do sidearm. What is going to help Patrick Mahomes is he's got some speedy wide receivers. He's got one of the best tight ends in the league in Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid doesn't like to run the ball, but Damian Williams is a formidable running back, and if they have to, they'll run him the ball. And Andy Reid schemes, I mean, we know his record off a of bye. It is great. It's, I want to say it's 17 and 3 off a of bye, Andy Reid. Right. So two, two weeks
0: two, to prepare. He's one of those two guys. Two weeks to prepare, absolutely. Yeah. And a but you can say the same thing about Shannon.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. You got two geniuses of a head coach that has two weeks to prepare. Nathan, I am excited to watch this Super Bowl. I mean, I I know I'm a 49ers fan. I'm rooting for him. But I'm rooting for an exciting game. I, yeah. I hope it's going to be a great game.
0: I think we're going to get it. And we've heard this for two weeks, but the contrasting styles, we're all Titans fans here. But there is just sort of after that's flown over an excitement to see two really good teams with contrasting styles, well-coached star players, shaping up to be a pretty good constellation cross for us. You mentioned Warner and Greenlaw linebackers that maybe aren't nationally known, but have played well this year for San Francisco. Are they the key to stopping Travis Kelsey? The average fan says, well, I'm interested to see how San Francisco stops (coughs) Kelsey and the speed of Tyreek Hill and just their other weapons. What do you think is San Francisco's approach Sunday afternoon?
1: I think if you look back in the regular season game when the 49ers took on the Saints and the Rams, I went back and watched those games. And I know the 49ers didn't have all their players, but Dre Greenlaw was exposed in coverage. Drew Brees could do whatever he wants with the football and gave Jared Cook two touchdown passes. Unfortunately, Cook did get injured in that game, and the 49ers were able to stop Drew Brees uh, at several drives. In the Rams game, Jared Goff had plenty of time, and he was throwing the ball to Tyler Higbee, and Higbee had a great game. Fred Warner is the key because the Fred Warner is probably going to be on Travis Kelsey. Dre Greenlaw has made some great plays. If it wasn't for Dre Dre Greenlaw, the Seattle Seahawks would have gotten the first round by. They would have got the third seed, and the 49ers would have to go on the road. But also, the 49ers have got a lot of breaks. Nathan, think about that. The Saints were upset in the first round by the Vikings. The Packers, who 13-3, but a lot of people didn't think they were a 13-3 team, got the two seed and beat a Seattle team that was banged up. If Chris Carson doesn't get injured for the Seahawks, they're beating the 49ers in Week 17. And the 49ers are going to have to go on the road to face the Eagles.
0: I love good defensive line play. And uh, San Francisco has gone from Nick Bosa is one of the league's best defensive players just in year one. Bosa, but DeForest, but I think he really sets off DeForest Buckner, Armstead, and other guys like that, because I just think they see less double teams, and it's just all come together really well for them. Richard Sherman still plays at an incredibly high level. Ward, all these guys, we know about these guys, but for me, obviously two weeks ago in Kansas City, the Titans run came to an end because everybody saw where Pat Mahomes had all the time in the world, he could tiptoe around. Run to first downs. We based, especially in the second half, produced no pressure. So I think the key to this game, literally the number one key, is if they can get after Pat Mahomes, disrupt him. We've seen even excellent quarterbacks be off their timing. Denver Super Bowl, last Super Bowl, we saw Juan Miller and company, Malik Jackson, just absolutely get after, get after it. And I think that that was the difference. That's my key to the game. What do you think of that? And what's your like main? If there was one key to this game, either way.
1: Well, I feel in order to stop Patrick Mahomes, Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley, and Kaywon Williams in the nickel are going to have to play man on their corners. Can Richard Sherman keep up with Tyreek Hill? Patrick Mahomes is going to try to air it out. The 49ers can rush four to sit back and play coverage. You've got to think, D Ford is fired up. He's facing his former team, bring him back in, especially on third downs. You have Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, not, not to mention Sheldon Day, also a, a good defensive lineman as well. And of course, Nick Bosa, these players are rested. I think the impact that Kwan Alexander now has. He's been injured most of the year. He's back. And he came back. He's back. He, he came back early. He was inspired by JJ Watt. He had a torn pictora muscle. And he came back into that Vikings game. From start to finish, they dominated that game against the Vikings in the pa- the Packers game as well. Absolutely. But it's not gonna I, I honestly think it's not gonna be the run game that's gonna gonna win this game. I feel that Patrick Mahomes is going to get some touchdowns because he is Patrick Mahomes. He's got weapons. He's going to figure out the defense. Mm -hmm. The key is, can Jimmy Garoppolo go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes? And his passer rating for throws that are over 10 yards is top five in the league. His yards per attempt, he doesn't have to pass the ball because of their running game. But if Jimmy Garoppolo, he he has shown that he could could win a shootout. He beat Drew Brees in New Orleans. He's been highly
0: efficient when needed, and he's been prolific when needed. And uh, I agree with you that I think that in the biggest stage in football, uh, we may see that's going to be the, maybe the key to the game is, can Jimmy step up? Because I agree with you. Pat Mahomes is pretty impossible to stop. You cannot envision them scoring less than 28 points. So as good as the run game has been collectively for San Francisco, I think this is going to come down to, to some big plays. San Francisco's receivers are not household names, but there's a lot of speed and a lot of talent there. Right? Tell me about that. your perception of that.
1: Well, I feel the, the trade to get Emmanuel Sanders was huge because now you have a veteran presence on in that receiving core. But they got a gem when they drafted Debo Samuel. Yeah. He is great. And then George Kittle, obviously one of the best tight ends in the league. But a a sleeper on that team is Kendrick Bourne. He's their third wide receiver. Jimmy G likes to see him in the red zone. I mean, they have other receivers like Dante Pettis. Richie James is their punt returner. I mean, this could really come down to a big special teams play. You could have a punt return by Richie James. You could have a a defensive stop like a Tyron Matthew interception or Frank Clark strip sack fumble. I mean, this is what's crazy about this game is that these two teams are very evenly well matched. Even though I think the 49ers have a better overall team, Patrick Mahomes is the better quarterback,
0: but it, it's going to be an exciting game, and I can't wait. George Kittle is one of those guys, and I know we've seen him on national TV be presented in a lot because just to watch him play the effort and then the physical talent, reminiscent of a Gronkowski on the field, he's who I'm most seeing getting, who I am most excited to see get that Super Bowl spotlight. I love to see him rumble down for a touchdown and just kind of become household name just beyond NFL fans, who's that player for you that you're just excited to see on the biggest stage in sports?
1: I feel the player that is going to have the biggest impact. I'm really excited to see what type of player Fred Warner is. I think this is the real deal. He could be the next great middle linebacker in the NFL, like, like a Patrick Willis, wow. like what Ray Lewis is. I'm not saying he's going to win MVP, but he could disrupt the run game and actually get in there and sack the quarterback. I I saw him play against the Seattle Seahawks. And in that first game, the game they should have won, the game they went to overtime in San Francisco, and he got two sacks on Russell Wilson. He's going to be great. The thing about the 49ers run game I wanted to talk about, you really don't know who you're going to get. You got a three-headed monster with Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida, and Tevin Coleman. Raheem Moser just ran all over the Packers. I, I later watched that game, Nate, and it, it was because the 49ers were in position. To, you know, they jumped out to that big lead. They got an early turnover, they got they got yeah. another turnover, had a 27 to nothing to lead. They know how capable Aaron Rodgers is. Kyle Shanahan just said, Hey, let's just run the oh, ball. Yeah it, Jimmy all Garoppolo Mostert. Didn't.
0: yeah, it was the Mostert show.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to throw it, but he could have. I think there was a one play later in that game. Aaron Rodgers cut it to thirty four twenty. And Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball to George Kittle. And it was kind of just a a gut check to say, hey, I could still throw this ball if I have to. And I think if Jimmy Garoppolo does get in scenarios like that, if they're down to Kansas City, he's able to throw it down the middle to Debo Samuel, a slant pattern to Emmanuel Sanders, and of course George Kittle. But I tell you what, Nathan, George Kittle likes to block. He he will block absolutely. for those running backs.
0: That's, for me, the comparison. Gronkowski was an underrated blocker, and uh, George Kittle is just absolutely terrific in line. And I think we see him, and we see the highlights of him rumbling down, but he's a complete player. I'm glad you brought up Mostert, and you said, yes, we saw – sort of uh, this really highly productive running game without a really known running back or one running back. But down the stretch, Mostert has been their guy. He's played exceptionally well. I think he's the guy on Sunday where the average fan at the Super Bowl party that maybe doesn't watch beyond just maybe their team is going to be like, who the heck is Raheem Mostert? He's a legitimate NFL starting caliber guy. Tell me just kind of about his ascent and what your feel for him has been down the stretch. And how do you think a guy like that who has – if you look at him on paper, you look at Advanced Athletics, He's he's highly productive this season. Well,
1: he's a player that has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he was cut seven times previous, mm-hmm. And when he was on the Niners, he he got injured last year. The 4-12 and team last year, he got injured in that Raider game when they came in and, and beat the Raiders on a Thursday night. Raheem Moser had a very serious, gruesome injury, but he, he made all the way back to that. And I believe he wasn't even number four on the depth chart because, you remember, their starting running back was Jarek McKinnon, and he injured himself in the preseason. He's the third string behind Tevin Coleman and, and Matt Breida. Tevin Coleman's the big free agency prize they picked up from the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, Matt Breida had stretches of really good runs, very fast runner that Monday night game against the Cleveland Browns. First play out the gate, he just runs 70-plus yards for a touchdown. So Raheem Mostert, he's quietly been the featured back, he scored a couple touchdowns against the Seahawks the final game. And then, and of course, Tevin Coleman carried the load against the Vikings because he got banged up in that game. But it was like a coming-out party for him in that Packers game in the NFC title game.
0: So I think there was a time just in the last year or two where you could really you could sit and watch the Super Bowl and think, when are we going to see fullback football in the Super Bowl? It seemed like it maybe that had come and gone. I know the Patriots used Devlin situationally. It's interesting to see a young head coach be super old school, and the Niners underratedly have one of the best fullbacks I've seen. Absolutely,
1: Kyle Uchuck.
0: He's
1: he's an unsung hero that many of us forget about because the NFL has gone away from the fullback. But Kyle Juszczyk, great free agency pickup in 2017. I remember they were rid he's of fuel the veteran. money they gave yeah. him. You
0: remember that? It was like, oh, why are they giving a the fullback oh, yeah. that? Now, look, he has – because when he's been out and injured, they've been okay, but they've been a different team. Like, the guy is absolutely crucial to what they do.
1: Oh, absolutely. They picked him up from the Baltimore Ravens. He was already a Pro Bowl fullback coming over from the Baltimore Ravens. So a nice free agent pickup when Kyle Shanahan took over. And you could tell a difference when he's not in the lineup. I think that they're playing the Cardinals. It was a game at home, which they should have lost. The Cardinals were up 16 to nothing. And the Cardinals completely stuffed the run. I believe they only had like less than 40 yards in that game. Of course, George Kittle was out of that game too. So just not having Kittle or Kyle Juszczyk in the game is a huge difference for what they would like to do. Because Kyle Shanahan wants to ground and pound, but he will throw if he has to. Uh,
0: absolutely, and I love seeing that sort of traditional football back in the Super Bowl, and I love it with the contrast of what uh, Kansas City does. Basically, a lot of different things with a lot of different people, but they certainly air it out. Yeah, love the contrast. Super excited, as I can be, to not be watching the Titans, just to have this. Richard, before I get you out of here, what what's your prediction
1: for Sunday? My prediction is going to be the same as I did two weeks ago when I made this prediction when I was uh, on a radio station in Columbus. It's going to be a shootout. The over and under, I'm not a betting man, but you know the oh, I would take the over. I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo, all these close games that the 49ers have been in, their three losses came down to the final two walk-off field goals and then a goal-line stop. It was. I mean, not a goal-line stop, but Julio Jones barely crossed the football over the plane and the Falcons upset them down in santa clara so their three losses they, they could have easily been 16-0 in the regular season it's going to come down to a final play i'm guessing the 49ers are going to beat the kansas city chiefs 35 to 34 so you think okay so they're going to score five touchdowns well this could come down to the kicking game too because you have harrison buckner yeah. and you have robbie gould right. very two very wet formidable kickers it could be a game of field goals absolutely i I feel the 49ers defense if they need to make a stop they will make a stop and if jimmy garoppolo has the ball last i think they're more than capable of beating the kansas city chiefs i know a lot of people are picking the chiefs and they are favored by one a lot of the experts out there are picking the kansas city chiefs but if you look at the history you have a top two defense going against a top two offense the last time i believe the stat is Anytime a top-two defense goes up against a top-two offense, the defense has won. You saw that last year. You had the high-explosive offense of the L.A. Rams going up against the best defense in football with the New England Patriots. We might see something like that. I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas City won, but I feel that the 49ers – should win this game. You're
0: just glad two really good teams made it. We don't have that every year. Titans fans are more excited because they've got to hear you. Everyone understands why I brought you on, Richard. Great stuff. I really appreciate you. And on your behalf, good luck to the 49ers. Thank you, Nate. All right, that's it for this. We'll be back with you next week, and we'll continue with the offseason. Tighten up.